I love this show. I love this show. I've told all my co I've told all my coworkers. I've told all my coworkers. Listen to it every day. Listen to it every day and it's amazing. Spark. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our next episode of SparkCast. It's been a few minutes since I've been here uh, on SparkCast, hosting along another episode, but we have an amazing surprise, an amazing guest who's joining us today. Uh, she used to be a people lead, but now she's a people ops lead for one of her markets. It is Tiffany Huto. Hello, Tiffany. How are you? Hi, Terrence. I'm great. How are you? I am wonderful. Good to hear your voice. I know we've been kind of chatting back and forth here lately with uh, social media and some of the metrics and uh, how you're helping your market to deep dive into that. But before we talk about some of the success and some of the plans uh, for success that you're building there in your local market, uh, introduce yourself and tell us who you are and what you do for Walmart. First of all, thanks for having me. Really appreciate this time. Um, again, I am Tiffany Hutto and I am a market uh People Operations Lead for Market 28, Southeast Georgia region. Uh, a little bit about what I do is really supporting all of the stores through HR, uh, whether that is uh, working on uh, turnover and talent retention to talent um, and developmental plans, uh, to getting in the stores and really walking and touring together to make sure that we have that associate engagement that we need. And then focusing on teaming and making sure that everyone's a part of that. And, and we're really pushing that in the stores. That is awesome. And and tell me, how long have you been with the company? So I've been with Walmart. July will be three years. And I've been in this role since December. Before that was a people lead at Store 864 in Vidalia. Oh, okay. So you were you were an external hire into the people lead role? That's correct. Before my time with Walmart, I was the HR manager uh, with a General Motors company for several years. Um, earned my degree, my bachelor's degree in business management, and really brought that to Walmart to see the difference that I could make. That is awesome. And it's interesting. So you, you bring up General Motors, another big company out there, obviously in a different uh, scope of uh, the industry out there. It's it's automotive industry. We're in retail industry. But uh, what's, what's one of the biggest differences, positive differences that you can tell us about coming to work for Walmart and what's what that's been like? Oh, that's hands down going to be the people. Uh, the Walmart people are just are just on a whole nother level. Uh, they care about each other. It's, it's like a family when you're with Walmart. You get very excited to seeing talent develop in someone and seeing them being promoted and going to the next level and career progression. So, um, and just that excitement. And it's not just in, in this area of Southeast Georgia, it's in every area that I've been able to experience and travel and be a part of that, you know, company-wide, it's, it's about the people. It's very rare that you find a company that's that invested and that driven in people, but Walmart definitely is, and it's very enjoyable change from a previous employer. That's a great summarization there of of the difference between Walmart and a lot of other, not putting any shade on your former employer, not, not saying that, but uh, it, it is a different culture at Walmart. It really is. Um, you know, both you and I, external hires in Walmart. Uh, so it's it's interesting to look back and see some of the, the impacts that the company's had on us as individuals. And tell us a little bit about your day-to-day. -day. What, what does that look like for a people ops lead? Oh, yeah. So, you know, Everything's different with Walmart, so and that's what I really enjoy as well. There's something new that's always coming and changing. You know, we're ever adaptable, right, if we're not anything else. So something I enjoy um, and, and we do from day to day is just that, that communication with each other. 
um, whether it's by Zoom, you know, because we are a rural market, so our stores are pretty far apart, or if it's that face-to-face -to -face touring in the stores. We do, a, I do a lot of that day-to-day. Um, other things I do is, is kind of look at some of the people metrics and come up with strategic planning for the stores. So if we have a store that, you know, maybe their staffing levels aren't where they need to be and maybe their leadership roles aren't quite where they need to be as well, then we know part of that workforce planning that we're going to do is going to be strategically focused on staffing, onboarding, and then continuing that talent development, whether it's through the Academy app or whether it's through a sponsorship program or just listening sessions all together and allowing associates to grow in the stores. So a lot of what I focus on, um, I know team leads have been in role for a while, but they're still kind of trying to figure out their role. So spending a lot of time with them, making sure that they have that clarity that they're not just another worker that's going to come in and help. And it's great to work side by side with your team, but they are leaders of those areas. And, you know, they are guiding the next team lead as well as working on their personal development. So I focus a lot around, um, you know, hiring and turnover. Are we, you know, are we doing everything we can to retain those great associates? Because if we're going to go through, you know, uh, interviewing and hiring and training someone that once we get them into the stores, we don't need to stop focusing on them. We need to continue that focus on their growth and their engagement. And a lot of that is through digital partnership, through MLS, a lot of these wonderful things that associates can be involved in, whether they're in the video that we're posting or they're behind the scenes helping us come up with these fun videos and, and fun things that we can post on social media. So I like to make sure the stores are continuing to focus on these associates once, once we get them in. That helps with our retention and our turnover, and it keeps that talent pool open. You know, if we're constantly focusing on our associates, then we know their aspirations, their mobility, their agility, so there might be the next person that we think of when we're ready for a new leader. That's awesome, and that's a good recap of, of what you do, and it, it kind of sheds some light into a market-level role, because I know there's some associates that listen in who are social champs that are looking for promotional opportunities. And this is some really good insight aside from what's on paper, because I think I think you and I can possibly agree maybe that, you know, hearing it from the proverbial horse's mouth, as we like to say here in Arkansas, versus reading it on, on paper is a big difference because you get the feel of, of from that individual what the role is actually like. Would you agree? Definitely agree. I have a lot of new coaches or new team leads, you know, ask me, you know, I just recently got promoted. What do I do next? And I always tell them, find you a mentor, whether it's someone in your store or outside of your store, find you a mentor that'll really work with you. Uh, Cause that mentor is the person that's going to push you. They're going to give you that honest feedback and work on those developmental plans with you to get you ready for the role that you're in. And then your next role as well. So I always say, find you a mentor, you know, and, and stick very close with them. And then think about the person that you want to mentor along the way as well. So when I get asked that, um, at, that's the first thing that I normally say to them. Good deal. And let's let's transition on to, to being a social champ. We know that you mentioned uh, you were a people lead before. And you and I worked uh, together a few times uh, in your previous role as the store social champ. What does it mean to you being a social champ? So one of the things as a people partner is, to find way, and, and being an HR manager, you're a people partner, to find a way to influence others, to reach them, to get them involved and engaged and excited about what you're trying to push and what you're trying to develop in your stores, 
Um, so that's what we do as people ops leads. And so I kind of just, you know, focused that on and kind of uh, blended it in to becoming a social champ. So um, reaching associates and community through social media, whether it was posting about uh, recognition for associates, milestones, happy to help, you know, things like that, birthdays, anniversaries, or whether it was just, um, you know, reaching out to the community. We have, I know right now is, is the Read Across America um, campaign right now, and we've read to the schools. You know, we, we went out to the school, store manager went out to the school and, and read to the kids. And, you know, we've also went to fire departments and police departments and kind of spent some time with them and thanking them for their service. Um, when COVID was pretty hard about a year ago, we went to the hospitals and took snacks to the workers because we knew several of them were working 24 and 48 hour shifts to take care of patients. So just trying to find a way to influence and to reach our community and our associates through social media just got me really excited. Not to mention it's the fun stuff, right? So we come to work and we have to do our tasks. You know, we've got to be here for the customers and we've, you know, got to um, complete our operations, our administration duty, we know that. But the fun stuff is what gets me excited. Um, and a lot of that I found through social media whether it's making a, a funny TikTok video or a cute Snapchat um, picture with uh, using all the stickers and all the emojis that come with uh, the platform just, just really excites me. That's awesome. I mean, and that's, that's, a, that's a common theme among a lot of social champs is the community building aspects of it, as well as the opportunities to connect with their customers even more personably than they can oftentimes in stores because you get to meet them where they are. And let's let's talk about communication. Let's talk about community real quick. If you had a billboard, Tiffany, what would you want it to say and where would you put it? Oh, wow. That's a tough one. I would, if I had a billboard and I wanted it to really represent the culture of not only myself, but Walmart, um, it would probably say we're all in this together and let it be smack in the middle of town so everybody could see it every day. I know a about two years ago, Walmart did a Lean On Me campaign, and we actually had some associates here sing the song together, and we post on social media, and the customers really got excited about it, um, you know, and they were really grateful for that, and they thought that it was really inspiring that we could lean on each other, and, you know, that Walmart had heroes as well, right? We have retail heroes. Associates were here every day for our customers, putting items on the shelf, working around the clock to clean the store for our associates. I mean, I'm sorry, for our customers. And we were here for them, you know, we, we didn't shut down, we didn't close our doors, we were here for them every day. So really making sure the community knows that we're all in this together would probably have to be what my billboard said. All right, now that's that's awesome, but you you didn't answer one question. Where would you put it though? I mean, this is a big billboard. Uh, would it be in your neighborhood? Would it be in your local community? Would it be at the store? Where would you put this thing? Um, would probably put it in the local community so that everyone could see it. Um, so the community knows that Walmart's here for them. And then even, you know, even uh, customers that were just driving through, because I know when the hurricanes hit, we in Southeast Georgia got a lot of displaced um, people from Florida that came up here. And we actually did a little table, you know, and had coffee and donuts and snacks for them because we knew they were coming in and we wanted to make sure they knew that we were here for them. So definitely in the community so that any anyone coming through could see it. Very good. Very, very good. And that's 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 who you're relating to in your posts and in your content is the local community. So that makes sense. And let me ask you, uh, as we move forward, what is some advice that you would give 
new associates or social champs uh, about their journey from things that you may have learned? That's a good question. I can tell you a few little funny stories that pop in my head when you ask me that. Over the past two years, we've had a lot of funny things and and a lot of fun things happen. And what I can tell you is um, don't be afraid to, to just start small. Don't be afraid to just start with one post get comfortable posting and then add in, you know, some of the stickers and then, and then maybe do a video and then maybe add in more associates, you know, and, and ask others partner with the rest of your store and treat this like a partnership throughout the store. Um, you know, so don't be afraid to kind of dip your toes a little bit further in the water, right? As you go along, you don't have to jump in the deep end right off the beginning. It's okay to learn. Um, and to remember, it's about the fun stuff. It's about reaching your community it's about highlighting your associates and what they're doing in the stores. And it's also about advertising. Um, I know we had some TVs that were on sale and I think it was one of our, um, one of our yearly events, you know, that we have. And we had a lot of these huge, large TVs and um, the sale was starting to come to an end. And I was like, man, we have a lot of these TVs left. And so I told some of the girls that were, um, that were there kind of man in the aisles to help with the traffic flow. I said, let's make a fun post about these TVs. It'd just be funny, but then we're going to post about them. We did. And within two hours, every one of those TVs were gone. Wow. So, you know, think about that too. It's while you're making a, while you're making a fun, cute video or a picture, you know, we're also advertising for our customers to remind them they have an amazing sale on TVs, you know, come by and get one. And you'd be amazed at the people that will flock in, that they see that on Snapchat, Instagram, you know, Facebook, and they just flock in to your stores and, and purchase your items. And hey, free as free advertisement, boosting sales for us. Yeah, absolutely. And I want to hit on a few things that you mentioned there about selling out. So I know that this episode is going to be coming out after the the big craze and the big virality hit. But the Little Debbie ice cream pints that were in stores went viral overnight. And on the 27th of January, we saw our first posts in stores happening. And we took about 15 stores at random that were posting about the Little Debbie uh, pint ice cream. We took that, compared that to sales data happening in stores, and it was insane. Those 15 stores generated tens of thousands of dollars in sales just off the ice cream and they peaked on the 28th as far as uh far as purchasing uh it hit its peak on the 28th only because stores ran out they ran out of the product so they couldn't sell anymore uh, but stores were all trying to post and get this information out there that they've got this product in store and it worked. This was all organic, too. This wasn't anything that, you know, we had passed down to stores and said, hey, this is a great new item. These were associates who saw the virality, who saw the potential in the items for it to be popular with their customers because they knew their business. They know what their customers want, and they're anticipating those customer needs. And uh, so you bring up great points about advertising those products in your stores. You know what your customers want. Uh, so take advantage of that. Oh, yes. Your customers want what you want, right? We're customers, too, every day. Um, I had several stores that couldn't even post about the ice cream because they couldn't keep it on the shelf. Um, <laughs> you know, and, and then other trending things like the home edit. Um, I know that those were trending very big, and they were going viral as well. And so I actually made a spotlight video at um, Store 864 in Vidalia, Georgia, um, about them. And then uh, the people here actually posted it to the stores page too, and they were gone. They had them on a front feature. And I think two days later, those were gone as well. So things that, um, that we want as a consumer is pretty much what everyone else wants. 
So I tell everyone to remember when you're walking the floor, walk with your head up. If you see something, whether it's the new Reebok line that we have out, or and I think um, I think uh, Nick Jonas just announced today that he's exclusively going to sell his backstage popcorn at Walmart. Yeah. You know, so those are things. If you get excited about it, your con- your community and your consumers are going to be just as excited. So post about those. Wait, is that public yet? Can we talk about that? <laughs> it was at YBM today. Well, there you go. You're hearing it here first if you haven't heard from your store manager yet. Uh, So that's huge. That is amazing. Seeing an exclusive line from another name. A-list celebrity going to be in stores uh, very soon. So check with your store managers, your market teams. Get ready to create those posts uh, with with Nick Jonas's new product coming to Walmart stores very soon. You know, we talk about uh, some great hacks. You and I have talked about some great tips and tricks that that you've learned. And, of course, we have a training coming up for your market, which is going to be super fun to to share some of those tips and tricks that you've learned along the way. But uh, I I want you to share that for our listeners here. What what is your favorite social media hack that you've learned uh, since you've been a social champ? This is super funny, and I know you're going to laugh, but... um... You know, they tell you all the time, um, make sure your background looks good when you take a picture, right? Well, there's been times when I got excited in the moment uh, about a video. Um, one was a video and several were pictures that I just got excited about in the moment and I didn't see that the background was on. And I was like, oh no, but I don't want to trash this post because it was amazing. Like there's no way we could make this this, this way again. So I use the little sticker emojis and sometimes the little videos and I cover up a shelf that wasn't zoned or maybe something was kind of not so attractive looking. I cover that up. So I tell everyone, uh, we actually about two weeks ago, I, I told all the digital team leads in our market, I said, don't forget about the background. Don't forget about the zone. Don't forget that associates need to have a name badge on that's clean and you know they need to have a vest on that's clean. But if you do forget, that's what the stickers are for. <laughs> That is a really great tip there. You know, that's, I was, I was a little bit of a neat freak when it came to posting on social. Cause I was always afraid that my market manager was going to call and say, what are you doing? Did you not even pay attention to that striping behind you? Or did you not notice that that price sign up there was not straight? Uh, so that's a good tip. I mean, that really is if you, if the, especially if the associates already gone home, home for the day that helped you create that content, that's a quick, super easy fix. And you don't have to worry about reshooting the content. That's right. That's exactly, exactly what I've had to do uh, a few times. And then I'm just, uh, when, when it first rolled out and we were able to connect through Instagram and Snapchat all at the same time through the MLS app. So you, you reach three platforms all at the same time. That was a very exciting um, whenever we were able to start doing that. And I know the stores are really excited about it as well. So let me ask you this. We, we've talked about your journey with Walmart, what you do, and some of the, the things that, that you've learned as a social champ. What is the best part of being a Walmart social champ. I know you're at a market level now, but that's got to mean even greater things. What what does it mean? What What's the best part of that overall? So the best part about being a social champ is inspiring others to be a social champ. I mean, I know that's probably cliche and everybody says that, but it's really true. Um, when I have associates, or I actually even have two other market managers that have messaged me before. Look at this post in Hinesville. Look at this post in Waycross. These are amazing, you know, to see everyone get so excited and I've even seen several videos um, where there were like 10 to 15 associates in the video, you know, and they all have that look on their face and they're so excited about it. Um, You know, I was in uh, Baxley, Georgia uh, last week and they have some of the most original videos. They, they do these jokes, they tell jokes and everything else in their videos too. And, and then they do um, for cabbage day. I think they like hid behind the cabbage and then pick a boot out. It was just so funny. 
Um, and then the jokes, they're like the bad jokes, the ones that are so bad, they're funny, uh, <laughs> like those. And so I asked the digital team lead while I was there, I said, you know, you come up with this content? He said, yes, I come up with all of it. It's so much fun. He's like, I'll be right back. He came back into the office. He had a ring light. He had a microphone. He, he had like this whole little notebook of these skits he had planned out. He was so excited about it. And this is a team lead now. And he was so excited about everything he had planned. He already had the video that they were going to release. Um, they had already uh, shot, edited, and got ready for their video they were going to release Saturday because it was a national batteries day or something like that, I think. And he showed me that he had it pre-scheduled inside the app to not release till Saturday. But this was on Tuesday and he had everything done. So just seeing his excitement and seeing him walk me through and show me everything that he had done to get this ready, like that's what's worth it when you can influence others to be just as excited about social media as you are. I got to say, I, I am just two things there. One, the excitement from the team lead, which I'll touch base on in just a second. And then I'm really just kind of awestruck in a good way about the support that your associates have from from your market team. You know, that is just incredible to see a market team get behind the stores and really push them to succeed using social, letting them have fun and really being authentic because authenticity is what's going to drive your engagements for the stores. Uh, you know, creating those unique and fun approaches. It, it's no different. Let me let me take a page from uh, from the old school book of, of how we used to merchandise. I'll give you an example. When I was a fresh manager, uh, whenever we transitioned from the, the fresh baked cookies in the fresh department to the thaw and sell, uh, we had a little bit of a sales decrease on those cookies. So what I did was create a cookie monster display that I stow shamelessly as an idea from another store. Uh, and our sales increased tremendously just from in-store traffic. That's not counting after I put it on social. Well, doing the same thing on social is that. You're you're driving those sales. You're creating that that buzz around the content you're creating. So having the market team be able to see that and support that uh, those social media efforts in there to boost sales, to boost morale, to boost that community outreach that the stores are taking part in is super, super encouraging. And I know stores that are listening in, social champs that are listening in, are going to be very appreciative hearing about market-level support for what they're doing. And the the team lead. So we've heard a little bit of a buzz, and I want to address our listeners out there about team leads. Yes, there are specific hourly roles that now have access to BYOD, my local social. That is your digital team leads in stores. It is your vision center managers, and it is your people leads. Now, a few of these roles had access previously on store devices, but you now have the ability to download this app onto your BYOD device that's provided to you by the company uh, and use My Local Social to create content. Just remember, if you're going to create content for your store, be communicating with other content creators in the store so that you're not posting on top of each other and you have a good schedule of what content's coming down and who's posting about what on this day because we don't want to confuse our customers and we certainly don't want to overwhelm our customers with too much content because that can be very, very uh, dis discouraging for customers to want to see your content. Before we uh, wrap things up here, Tiffany, what is something that has happened at Walmart that you will never forget that you'd like to share with us? Okay. Yeah, no problem. Um, one thing that's happened at Walmart that I will never forget is I remember, you know, almost three years ago when I first started with Walmart in, um, in July of that year. And as a people partner, I really wanted to understand everything that Walmart had to offer for associates, understand their culture. So I did that by digging into the benefits. And one thing that I signed up for was the zip challenge. Uh, make tw make uh, better decisions for 21 days. 
and then report that at the end. Well, um, I signed up in September, got a phone call in October that I was selected as one of the finalists, and then found out at the end of November that I had actually won for the state of Georgia. I was a $5,000 state of Georgia zip challenge winner. Um, so, and all I did was tell my story, right? All I did was decide for 21 days, I made better financial decisions for me and my family, and I stuck to it. And at the end of that, I just reached out to the Zip Challenge and told my story so that others could hear what I did and what worked for me, and they could use that to be inspired as well. And then I was rewarded with it with a $5,000 check. So wow. that's probably one of my big, biggest memories. And then from there, several associates within the store that I was in at the time also signed up for the challenge as well and made better life decisions. Tiffany, that is amazing. I mean, it really is. And in the for those listings, like, why is 21 days like so important? And if you're not familiar, it takes about 21 days for you to form a habit. So at that 21 days of you, for example, Tiffany making smarter financial decisions, it led to an established habit that could carry on in the preceding days, weeks, months, and years uh, to, to maintain that, that fiscal responsibility that she had set out to achieve. Uh, this, you know, the same thing can be said for stores. I know it's a little bit of a different story, but if for 21 days you can challenge yourself to be authentic and create some fun content and ensure that you're posting for the store, I guarantee you it's a habit that won't break. Just maintain that consistency and get into that mindset of, I've got to talk to my customers. I've got to let them know what's going on, sharing these successes in the store, celebrating our associates, promoting our products, and celebrating what we're doing in the community with our, our fellow citizens and our fellow associates out there in our local towns and cities. Tiffany, is there anything else you'd like to add before we uh, we call it a day? Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give everyone a challenge that's listening. Sure. So um, if that's okay. So Terrence, uh, you mentioned, you know, about having the whole support of my market team in, in this uh, social media and MLS posting, you know, and that's what we have. We didn't just, okay, I'm the Pequot fleet, I'm going to drive it, or maybe the Dole or the market coordinator is going to drive it. We chose to do this together and to support our stores together, whether that's through Zoom training calls that we have or being in the stores and walking and giving guidance. So I challenge all of you. If you're a coach or you're a store manager or a store leader or a market manager, whichever you are, reach out to the rest of your team and do this together. Don't do this alone. Don't try to take everything on yourself. Partner with the rest of your team and you guys will come up with some phenomenal ideas and you'll have fun in the process. There you go. There's your challenge from Tiffany. And I definitely want to give a big shout out to your market for an incredible job that they're doing. I'm excited to see what's going to happen in that market, especially after they get some hands-on training from us coming up here in the next couple of weeks. And I do want to give a shout out to all of our associates out there and social champs who are crushing it every single day. Your content matters. What you're doing matters. We see you and we appreciate you. As at the time of this podcast, though, there is a pause on my local social and for a full detail, uh, of what's going on and why social is paused for my local social and spotlight you can go to workplace in the my local social group and spotlight groups respectively to get up to date on information on when the pause will be lifted and why the pause is in effect we appreciate all of you for tuning in this week tiffany thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule uh and i definitely from the text you told me you, you kind of rearranged some time and uh tell your family i said thank you for letting me uh, kind of carve up some of that time for us to talk today no problem you know when my son's 15 and when you're 15 it's all about getting them that learner permit 
it. So we're still making time for that. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I, I remember I was chomping at the bit to get behind the wheel uh, at 15. And then now I'm, I'm trying to get out from behind the wheel because I don't like driving. <laughs> It's amazing how it goes. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly right. Tiffany, thank you so much for all of you listening. If you would like to be a social champ for your store, all you have to do is sign up for my local social champion is go to your MLS app, go to the help menu and go to social champ, sign up in the drop box and then type in what store you're in and why you want to be the social champ. And we will get you added to your stores list. Our goal this year, a social champ represented in every single store across the country. You can make it happen. Thanks so much for tuning into SparkCast. We'll see you right back here next Thursday for SparkCast. Thanks for listening to SparkCast. Join us on Workplace to learn more about this episode. Join the Social Champs program and how-to guides on improving your social posts. Until next time, be the spark the world needs.